sometimes there's going to be people in your life that maybe you're just acquaintances or they're followers, things like that, right? And they attack your dream or they message you something that's like, you're not capable of doing that or whatever it may be. You know, with, with those, I've really learned to just think about, okay, this, there's a reason that God gave me this calling and didn't give this person this calling, right? And, and this dream, right? Whether it be someone that's coming from a place of love or someone that is coming from a place of maybe, I don't know, jealousy or feeling threatened. But ultimately, regardless of, of who it's coming from, they're most likely trying to protect you or they're portraying their fears onto you. And it is so important that you remember there's a reason God called you to it and not them. A dream can be anything, whether yours is to start a business, be in a healthy relationship, pursue your dream career, or to get right spiritually. Every week, the Dream Check podcast brings you tips, tricks, and real life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest. I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer and wife. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to show you that if I or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show. Time to check in. What's up, friends, and welcome back for another episode on the Dream Check Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Ivanoff, and if you are new to the show, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. Today is going to be such an incredible episode. I have my friend Maddie Hessler on the show. We have been Instagram friends for a while now, and I've been dying to get her on. So today she's on the show, and she is a personal branding coach, a content creator. She's a wife, a friend. She is faith-filled and freedom-focused, and I am so pumped to have her on the show. We talk about kingdom entrepreneurship and what God says about our dreams. She also shares five red flags that you might be letting the wrong people speak into your dreams, which I personally thought was so cool. We talk about social media and anxiety and just how to follow God's plan for your life. It's such a great episode, and I'm just so excited for you guys to hear it. Let's welcome Maddie to the show. Good morning. Hello, hello. How are you? I am so good. How are you? Doing good. Nice and cozy here in northern Michigan. Well, I'm so happy you made it to the Zoom. Thank you so much for being here. For those listening, we have never met before. We have been Instagram friends for, Mm -hmm. I feel like, a while now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. for a while. Quite some time. And I'm just so happy that you're on the show today. And we have so many fun topics that I want to dive into that I think mm-hmm. are really going to resonate with the people that um, have been listening to the podcast. So I'm so happy you're here. And we're going to dive right in. I guess maybe just tell everyone kind of a little bit about yourself, who you are. We know you live in Michigan, but who you are, kind of what you do, a little bit about your story. Yeah, so I'm Madison, but a lot of people call me Maddie. It's so funny. So many people spell it so differently. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Any form of Maddie is what I go by. I am a believer, very, very strong believer. Um, Born and raised in Michigan, like you said. Um, Married to what I like to always call him as my best prayer answered. His name Uh is Luke. You know, we moved out west uh, four years ago. 
And it was a huge leap of faith for me, definitely outside of my comfort zone. And then um, had a lot of growing that occurred in that journey, that four-year journey. And then God actually called us back to Northern Michigan. And I didn't necessarily see myself coming back to Northern Michigan or Mm -hmm. Michigan in general, but I'm just really happy to be here. And that was one year ago. We just came up on like the one-year anniversary where it was just a, a very abrupt calling. God was like, okay, like this is where you're supposed to go. Everything aligned. And we took that leap of faith. We sold pretty much everything. and packed up and moved. So it's been quite the journey. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, Yeah, we we luckily don't have to go out in the cold all the time because we work from home. My husband and I, we own a public relations. Yeah, yeah. We own a public relations agency. Um, It's called MLM Branding, um, which we really, really enjoy to be running together. So that's amazing. I mean, it's so nice to be able to work from home and work together. Um, Mm -hmm. And I didn't know you guys... We're on the West Coast and then had that call to move. I swear I tell my husband, I'm like, I'll go anywhere God calls me, but please, (laughs) God, do not call me back (laughs) to Michigan. So when I hear stories like that, I commend you. Like that is that is faith and trust at its finest. Absolutely. A big thing for us was, you know, being around family was Mm -hmm. like a big thing for us for when we start a family. Mm -hmm. We just, you know, we were like, oh, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Cause you move out West and you're like, oh, I love it. I love it out here. Sunshine every day. This is so great. And yeah, God just likes to come in and remind you that he's in control and that it's his timing and his plan and not yours. And have you seen, have you seen the fruit of that since your move? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's, I mean, he just, God always knows what we need when we need it and not just us, but the people in our lives. Right. And so it was a huge, huge, huge step of obedience for us. Mm -hmm. And I think it's um, on Evan Almighty, I think is the movie where he says, you know, when we pray for patience, do you think God just gives us patience or he gives us a reason to be patient? And I think in this- Or a lesson in patience. Yeah, God really showcased, you know, that level of obedience. We were, you know, Mm -hmm. we were praying for God to really level us up in our obedience to Him. Mm -hmm. And then He gives us all these opportunities to get really uncomfortable and be extremely Mm -hmm. obedient. And it's been incredibly fruitful since we've moved here. So that's beautiful. And I love what you said. Like your obedience, 99% of the time, isn't even about you, it's about others Mm -hmm. and what your obedience is gonna do to change someone else's life. And there's been so many stories shared on the podcast. I have so many personal stories in which one act of obedience I had changed the trajectory of so many things in my life and not for me, but for other people. And um, whenever I, I hear other people say that, it just, you know, it's so amazing to, yeah, to act Amen. out of faith and trust in God when it doesn't look like what you want or it's scary. Yeah. So yeah, I commend definitely. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So this is the first question I ask every guest, yeah. but yeah. what is a dream that you have in your heart right now? Uh, so I would say it's, it's twofold. So first and foremost, it's to be a mother. Mm. So I have dreamed of that since I was a little girl and big intention of moving back to Michigan was to start a family. And so 
my husband are taking steps forward and doing that. It's just been a deep, deep, deep desire. Like I wholeheartedly believe it's a calling on my life. And not everybody feels called to be a parent or a mother or a spouse and those things. Mm -hmm. But I feel very called um, to do that and to at the same time, um, I have a, a movement that I have like built behind the scenes, but I haven't necessarily put it into action yet mm-hmm. called Bold in Both. Um, and so that is those two go hand in hand with what my dreams are currently. I love that so much. I yeah. I can relate to the the motherhood. I feel like even yeah. when I hear the words like called to be a mother, like I can get emotional just thinking about that because mm-hmm. I, I genuinely feel like, and you probably feel the same way, but I feel like when I'm a mom, a part of me is going to be unlocked in ways that like I can't even like fathom yet. And I can literally yeah. get emotional thinking about it because it's terrifying. Yeah. It's yeah. like, wait, what? Like I can feel it so deep inside me that it's like, yeah. am I ready for that? Like Nico and I this year are probably going to start trying as well. Yeah. And like the enemy will get in my head, like you're not ready or like we're not ready or like, you know, but when are we ever really ready for like such or a not. drastic change like that? Like everything changes. Absolutely. And that's what some of our dear friends up here who have had kids, they're just like, you're never going to be 100% ready to raise another human. Like crazy. Never. But what's beautiful is that as believers, you know, we, we know the one that holds it all. And we know that no matter what, we're going to figure it out and it's not going to be perfect and that's okay. It never will be. (laughs) We're going to discover just like with your spouse, I always like to call to to let people know, like your spouse is like a mirror for you. Like they, they really show you areas in which you can grow and that you have the capability to grow. And I think your child is that too. And I think that, you know, God willing, I can have kids. I think it's, again, same as you. It's going to unlock this whole new level to the woman that God's called me to be. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And I think about, you know, when I think of, oh, I don't know if I'm ready. Because, you Mm. know, you kind of plan. I mean, God willing, like you get pregnant fast or, you know, what in his timing. But I think about if I knew I was going to meet Nico the day I met him, I probably would have had the same like, wait, am I ready to be in a seriously committed relationship? Even though like we always think we're ready. It's like, oh, I want to be in a relationship. But if you knew you were going to meet the one you were going to marry tomorrow, like you'd probably have the same thoughts. Like, Fear creeps in. It's like, wait, am I ready to settle down? This is the person I'm going to be with forever. Have I done everything? Have I spent all Mm -hmm. the, have I gone after my dreams? Have I done this? But I truly believe in the same with children. Like when God gives you the person you're supposed to be with, you are going to be unlocked like ever before. And so God willing, you have children and they're from God. You're going to be unlocked like never before. And so I think it can only add value to your life. Amen. I love that perspective so much. I love it. I feel like I'm, I just spoke to myself. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It just makes my heart like go boom, 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 boom. (laughs) Okay. Before the tears come, I want to dive into kingdom entrepreneurship. Yeah. This is something I'm so passionate about. I know you're so passionate about, and I know a lot of people that listen are also passionate about it. I want to hear your opinion on what do you think God thinks about our big dreams? What does God say about using our dreams to build his kingdom? He is so supportive of anything that we're going to do to further the kingdom. 
you know, and I think people can still further the kingdom without going after their dreams, right? But when you go after your dreams, it takes this whole new level of all of these different things that he's called us to be and do, right? Like perseverance and have faith, right? And handle things with grace. And I think that when you go after your dreams, especially your God-given calling and dream, it's a threat to the enemy, and I think that there are, you know, attacks that are going to happen left and right while we're living on earth, right? But especially when we're stepping into our God-given calling, because that is a threat to hell that makes hell nervous, right? And I always like to tell people, like, we're here to make hell nervous. Like, mm-hmm. that's what we're here that's to so do, good. right? Mm-hmm. And God is all for it as long as we keep him at the center and at the forefront of that dream, because I think dreams can lead to not all the time, but sometimes can lead to high levels of success and um, in business and different areas of life. And sometimes that can be, that can turn into a distraction. Totally. And so as long as we keep him at the center and at the forefront and we don't allow, I mean, the distract, it's, we're going to get distracted. That's bound to happen. It's inevitable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But if we, we continue to go back to him, you know, when he calls us to, and if he calls us to lay that dream down and we're willing to do it, I think he's just like all for it. Yeah. And I, I think what's beautiful about like kingdom entrepreneurship and doing things um, to, you know, further the kingdom of God, when God is the foundation of, of what you're doing, which I believe he should be, you know, as a mother, as a wife, husband, as a father, as Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, like if he's your foundation for whatever you're trying to build, I feel like if anything, it maybe not won't always look like what you're expecting it to look like. But if you're always falling back on him, like you said, it's like, okay, this business decision, do I have peace about this? Yeah. What, what is my intent with this? And if you're always going Mm -hmm. back and checking in with God on those things, I feel like that's where you're getting set up for success instead of going after it, like worldly minded. It's like, okay, I want the money. I'm going to do this deal, even though this person's probably sketchy, but I kind of still want the money and I still want, you know, this is going to look good for me. But when you're not going after it with that mindset, I feel like, like I said, like that's what sets us up for success. Yes. Amen. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So you're such a dreamer and I love it. As I was telling you before we started recording, as I stalk all my guests before they come on the show, (laughs) I was telling Maddie that I was sitting on the the couch last night and um, I'm like stalking, like full on stalking her Instagram and Nico's looking over at me and I'm like, "Um, don't mind me. I'm just stalking tomorrow's guest. But anyway, not being creepy at all. Not being creepy at all. Um, but I, what I gathered is you're such a dreamer. You have big desires, big dreams, big God dreams. And a lot of times dreamers can get a bad rep or, um, there are people in our lives maybe who are saying, don't leave your stable job or that's, that's not realistic. Don't do that. Like, what would Mm -hmm. you say? Like, have you experienced that? And if you have, like, what would you say to someone who's maybe going through the same thing? Like someone discouraging them, telling them their dreams are impossible. Go after what's safe. I've definitely experienced that. (laughs) And so from so many different people in my Mm -hmm. life and in so many different ways, first thing I like to explore is who is this person to me? 
right? Maybe it's maybe it's a, a, a spouse, maybe it's a friend, a close friend, maybe it's a parent, right? And they're they're a little bit hesitant about your big dreams. And you I like to explore, okay, is this hesitation coming from a place of love? Mm-hmm. Right? That's good. Because I think that when someone's hesitant about our dreams, it can trigger us because it's kind of like someone telling us, you're, like, I think the story that at least goes off in my head is you're not good enough, right? And we all have a certain story that goes off in our head. And then I have to bring myself back to, okay, that story is obviously from the enemy, you know, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And then, you know, from there, it's like, is this person coming from a place of love? Are they just trying to protect me, right? Genuinely trying to protect me. And, you know, sometimes there's going to be people in your life that maybe you're just acquaintances or they're followers, things like that, right? And they attack your dream or they message you something that's like, you're not capable of doing that or whatever it may be. You know, with with those, I've really learned to just think about, okay, this there's a reason that God gave me this calling and didn't give this person this calling, right? And and this dream, right? Whether it be someone that's coming from a place of love or someone that mm-hmm. is coming from a place of maybe, I don't know, jealousy or feeling threatened. But ultimately, regardless of, of who it's coming from, they're most likely trying to protect you or they're portraying their fears onto you. And it is so important that you remember there's a reason God called you to it and not them. I think I've said this quote before on the show, but only you can see what God sees when he opens your eyes to something. Mm, and, I love that. And I think that's so beautiful when it comes to our dreams because it's so true. Like if God has placed a desire or a dream on your heart, yeah. things of God are hard to explain anyway. So like you could have a dream <laughs> and like I'll Nico and I do this to each other all the time. We're like, he'll have an amazing idea and he's explaining it to me. And I'm like, that sounds great. And in my head, I'm like, I know he gets it, you know, like once it unfolds, like I'll probably understand it too, you know? Yeah. But sometimes that's how God works. Like he'll play something on our heart. And even we don't really know how to explain it at the time. But I do think it's important to know how God speaks to you and to know, this is going to kind of tie into the next question, but how would you know if something, if a dream is from God? Like, how do you decipher, mm. like, this is something I want to do, or this is in my head, or wait, this is something I feel like God has placed on my heart to do? The reality is, is we're never going to 100% know, right? Because we're imperfect humans, and we live in our flesh, we we have to, we battle our flesh daily. Um, but I think that the only way you can get close to knowing is by drawing near to the Lord. And, you know, when it, when those ideas are placed on your heart, praying about it, right. Having others pray with you about it Mm -hmm. and pray over you and, you know, taking not only your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ, but those ideas captive to the obedience of Christ. Okay. God, like, are you calling me, are you calling me to do this right now? Mm-hmm. Or are you calling me to do this at some point in my life? You know, and what's beautiful is that even if we mess up, even if we do it in the wrong timing, he's going to make it good. He's going to make it work out, right? But going into it, we, we can't necessarily use that. There has to be boundaries around that, right? Because we can't, 
we can't necessarily go into it being like, oh, well, regardless of what I decide, like he's going to make it good. No, like (laughs) that's like the second step. You know, the first step is being like, are you really calling me to this? You know, and seeking out mentorship and especially prayer and then knowing that you also have to take all of those perspectives captive to the obedience of Christ too. Because a lot of times we'll, we'll have an idea and we'll get so excited and we'll go to somebody we love and be like, what do you think? And they, you're, you're going to say one of two, one of two things. Oh my gosh. Yes, you should do that. Go after it. Or I don't know, like, I'm not quite sure. Are you sure you want to yeah. do that? <laughs> and regardless of what they say, they're also not God. Right. And so you have to bring that perspective and opinion back to God too. And another thing that, you know, I always like to tell people is I've had a lot of people in my life, including myself, um, you know, have a dream or a calling placed on their life. And there's a lot of fear around it. And so they automatically are like, oh, it's not from God. It must be my flesh. And I always like to remind them, that's not necessarily true because a lot of things that God calls us to is going to be really hard. I always like to tell people, it's just like becoming a believer and becoming a Christian. There's persecution left and right. Yeah. I would argue it's the opposite. Like if you're getting a ton of attack, maybe you should be doing it, you know? (laughs) And that's, that's what I tell them is I'm literally like, you should explore the perspective because everything's about perspective. I'm like, maybe you should explore the perspective that maybe that's exactly why he's calling you to do it. Mm Well, it's like, you know? if it's going to bring glory to God, of course, there's going to be an attack. Like, I think of even, for example, me and Nico, like the, we never had one argument until we got engaged and the enemy's like, okay, these two are closer to marriage. I'm going to try to do everything I can to try to pull them apart. And it was the most we ever argued in, in our entire relationship. And it was the closer we got to marriage, the more the enemy's like trying to rip us apart. And I can, I feel like it's the same for anything when it comes to like bringing glory to God and getting closer to bringing other people to God, of course the enemy's going to come in. And so I love what you said. Like it, it's the opposite. Like don't like steer away from something because there's fear. Yes. Yeah. Fear is not from God, but also yeah. like you said, just sit, sit with that dream, pray about it, ask God for signs, like can wait a little bit. Like our financial advisor, for example, we told him we want to buy a house this year. And he was like, well, don't just jump into it. Like, don't just go and buy the first house that you love and you see. Think about it for a while. Pray about it. Like, don't just because you have the money doesn't mean you should go and do it right away. And I think the same is with a business idea. Like, don't just just because you have the means or you have a way to do it. Don't just jump right into it. Like, sit with it. Pray about it. Bring it to God daily. And I, I love that. I think what you said was was perfect. Yeah. and And know that, you know it's, it's by faith. Right. And like, if we had all the answers, the faith wouldn't be necessary. Right. And so it's just Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's your, your, when you, when you are a believer and you believe in the Lord and you go through life with him, he's going to call you to do things that are really outside of your comfort zone. And he's, and, and you're praying for faith, like, right. Like, just like the movie, you're praying for faith and God's going to give you the opportunities to have unshakable faith. Mm -hmm. So that's so good. Yeah. So you did a post recently that, you know, when all those, the red flags were trending on Instagram 
And I loved your post. Um, It was basically red flags that you're letting the wrong people speak into your life or your dreams. Will you touch on, you know, a couple of those red flags just for anyone listening? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, one of which is when people, and this is specifically for like people who are entrepreneurs, um, you know, it's when people tell you that corporate is a safer avenue to go, right? I think that it used to be, mm-hmm. but I think that times have changed. And I now there's this whole digital world, right? And so I think really our generation kind of took that digital world by the reins and, and, and Gen Z after us and was kind of like, wow, there's an opportunity to potentially be working online and or working remotely, right? And I think through these past couple of years, we really realized that like, maybe corporate jobs aren't as secure as we thought they were, Mm -hmm. right? And so um, that would be one of them. And then I would say, you know, the other one is when they judge you for chasing your dreams, you're going to get judgment no matter what, no matter if you're chasing your dreams or you're not chasing your dreams, judgment is going to come. And so just know that there's only one judgment that really matters, right? And there's going to be people that portray their fears on you. There's going to be people that think, Maybe you're dreaming a little bit too big, you know, and again, it can be coming from a place of love or it can be coming from someone that just should not be speaking into our life whatsoever. I think we can learn something from both of those people. But, you know, I always tell people when with those like red flags, I think my last post, it was like you swiped through them and it was just like, give them a smile and go prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, like don't go into it spitefully trying to prove them wrong, but think about it. If God called you to it and will see you through it, and then there's judgment that comes in and opinions that come in that are not of God, who are they from? Mm-hmm. They would be from the enemy, right? That's good. Who, who, who doesn't want to prove the enemy wrong? Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. Those, I, I love those red flag posts. They're so good. That whole trend was so epic. It was. <laughs> yes. It was. I'm like, I'm going to look back on these for a lifetime. The like internet, for the rest of my life. The internet is just <laughs> savage. When big events happen in the world, I'm like, here comes the internet the next day. And I am yep. sitting at my phone waiting for it. Okay, so kind of last thing on kingdom entrepreneurship, but what let's talk about like progress over perfection. This is something that Nico says all the time because I'm really hard on myself with with um, a lot of things, but I am a huge perfectionist. It's probably one of my mm. biggest flaws as a dreamer. If it's not going to be perfect, I won't do it. It's as simple as that. And it's something that I've really been working on lately, especially even with starting this podcast. Like I put it off for so long because I was like, I don't have all the right tools. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. It's like, okay, well, you're not going to know until you do it. So progress over perfection. And even then, it's never going to be perfect. You're going to constantly be learning. But I kind of want to, you know, as a kingdom entrepreneur, like what would you say to someone struggling um, with perfectionism as well? Yeah. So there was actually just the other day I was, I love Ed Milet and I listened to his podcast. So good. I have his book and. Wait, what book is it? um, It's a smaller one. I don't even have it in front of me. Wait, is it his Um, new book? Yes. His brand new one. Okay. Honestly, I should probably know what it's called, but I don't. It's okay. I need Um, to get it for Nico. (laughs) So much value in it. It's like this big, Mm -hmm. um, but so much value. But you know, on his 
Instagram page because I was on it because I stalk him regularly because he's just, again, so much value. Yes. Um, you know, he said that perfection is the lowest standard. And the reason being is because it's unreachable. Wow. And I think that I like to look at everything now at this point in my life from a spiritual perspective, um, you know, flesh versus spirit. Mm-hmm. There's spiritual warfare everywhere. And I think that progress requires having faith. Mm-hmm. And perfection is an absence of faith because there's only one person who is perfect and that was Christ. And although we should strive to do our best at everything, Mm -hmm. you know, using, you know, your, your podcast as an example and, or anybody starting a business as an example, it's like, if we had all the answers and had all the tools, like, why would we need faith? Yeah. And everyone would do it also. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, it's, I taking my, like my perspective of when I have branding clients and I'm walking them through, you know, their personal brand and taking them through the brand identity process. It's like, they're like, well, I don't, I don't know. That makes me nervous. I don't, I just want to wait to talk about that or I want to do this or I want, and I'm like, look, I will support you regardless but just know that regardless of when you start your brand, it's going to evolve. So you could start it today and evolve, or you could start it in five years <laughs> and evolve. Yeah. But regardless, it's going to evolve. Mm-hmm. It's going to, you're going to grow. You're going to learn things. You know, your perspectives are going to change. That's really good. And I love what Ed Milet said. The perfectionism is a lowest standard because it's unattainable. Yeah, that hits so hard. And mm-hmm. and I think you you said it's so good about evolving. And the thing is, with any business, like even if you go into it saying, I want it to be like this forever, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not evolving, because the world is constantly evolving. Instagram is constantly evolving. And if you're not doing reels, you're probably doing yourself a disservice because that's the evolving trajectory of Instagram right now. And you want to hop on those evolving trends if you really want to continue to grow with, you know, the platforms. But I think that's so good. Progress over perfection, I feel like, is something a lot of people uh, struggle with, that mentality. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're you're living in a in the world of perfection, like everything has to be perfect before you start it. You're never going to start anything because nothing's mm-hmm. ever going to be perfect. And you're just going to so. give yourself a headache, you know? Exactly. Because exactly. it's exhausting trying to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. To yeah. be, I mean, it's impossible to step into who God's called you to be without like having that faith and knowing that regardless of how the journey goes, it's probably not going to go your way, but like, it's definitely not going to go your way, yeah. but it's, it's, it's kind of like, okay, like faith through this and there's going to be progress and I'm going to learn things. Even if I have to learn them the hard way, I'm going to learn things. I mean, think about it. Several successful entrepreneurs and kingdom entrepreneurs, they talk about how many businesses they started that failed or that didn't work out the way that they planned. But guess what? All of it was a stepping stone. Yes. Right. I like to always like to say, my girlfriend, Sharia told me one time, she's like, you can look at things one of two ways. You can look at them as a setback or a setup from Christ. That's good. And if you look at it as a setup, it kind of takes it takes the enemy's power away mm-hmm. of when it comes to like your 
regardless of what happens, it's, it's going to work out. Yeah. And it goes back to perspective. Like everything in life is all about the way you look at it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So diving into social media and anxiety, this is something I didn't like brief you with, but I kind of want to touch on it because I do think it is really cool and really important. But you talk about your faith in like Jesus so well on Instagram without it being cheesy. And I feel like that is such a thing. And so many DMs I get are like, how do you go about like talking about your faith? I feel like it can come off so cheesy. Like, I feel like you do it in such an elegant, like you're stylish, you love God, you have a business, like all these things that are so awesome. And I feel like so many young girls look up to that. Like, how do you do it? You may not even have an answer, but. (laughs) Gosh, I'll tell you this. I have done it not for the glory of God. Mm. I've messed up and I've done it for the likes and I've done it for the followers and I've done it for the attention. And I'll probably still do that at times. Right. But the best thing that I know is that I'm very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I am very open about my life. And reason being is because it's my testimony, you know, and I think that when we try to sugarcoat things or make them sound like we're so worried, like, Oh my gosh, it's going to sound cheesy. And like, we try to like overdo it. Yeah. And overdo it. It's not, it's not natural. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like, okay, what's God going to think of this? Totally. Is, is this post going to glorify God? Is he going to be happy about this? Am I doing it to glorify God or am I doing it for myself? Yeah. And then if you're not worried about, what everybody else's opinion is going to be, you won't think about the fact that it may come off cheesy. And it's more freeing also when you don't care. And I've said this before, I think in another episode, but I don't know, maybe it was like six, seven months ago. I went and archived, I was having like a moment and I went and archived any photo that I know I posted for attention. And that was the Mm. sole reason for posting it. And it was such a humbling moment because I'm like, wait, I really love this photo, but did I post it? Cause I want other people to love this photo. Cause I think I look good. And it was like such, such a humbling, but also like very freeing, like experience that, you know, was kind of like, oh dang, like, where is my head at on this? Like, I don't ever want this platform to be a place where I'm coming for attention, you know? Yeah. And, and I think like you said about you're being very vulnerable and I think what people what attracts people to you is your vulnerability. People crave transparency and vulnerability because it's relatable. Yes. Mm -hmm. I follow accounts that are super curated. I love their accounts. Like they're super fun to follow. I get outfit inspiration, whatever from these accounts, but the accounts that really fill me up are the accounts that I can go to read your post and it can encourage me. It fills me up. It's relatable. I feel like I'm not alone. And these are things that we forget. Like, yeah, it may be scary to post, but that's what's going to gravitate people to your page. That's what's going to create change. That's what's going to glorify God. And I love that you do that in such an effortlessly looking way. And you're so fashionable. But I love it because that's you. That's who God made you. So you're just kind of embracing that. Yeah, definitely. And there's so many people that don't take social media necessarily as seriously as I do. And they still oh my gosh, like it could be like totally something that doesn't aesthetically like spark me. Like maybe it's like kind of like a a cheesy looking graphic, right? But I still look at it and I'm like, there's so much depth Mm -hmm. to this. 
And it's, don't get me wrong, I probably worry way too much about what my content looks like. I, that is one area in which I am really trying to allow God well, you're a branding to call coach. me up in. Yeah. So it's like yeah. difficult. And it's like, I, I want to be a product of the product, but I also have to set boundaries around that, right? I actually took like three weeks without posting recently and it was so refreshing. Like I was sharing things on my story here and there, but on my page, I was like, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's just so important to remember it. Like, it doesn't matter what your content looks like, but it's like, like, what is it like? What is it speaking to others? Like, what is it saying to other people? And like your caption, the depth of it, you know, like be vulnerable. Like God, I mean, we didn't go through all of this stuff so that we could just be quiet about mm-hmm. it. And it doesn't always have to be so serious and so long. And I think that's where it's like, I've even gotten to a place where I was posting so much relationship stuff. And then I got to a place where I'm like, okay, I don't have anything to say today. So I probably can't post anything because I don't have a long caption to type out. But I also like like this photo and I still kind of want to post it, you know, not for attention, but just because it's Instagram and it's fun. You know what I mean? It can definitely be, like you said, you need the boundaries. Um, cause it can get to a place of, I don't know if you have experienced this. I feel like I have, but where it can give you anxiety, just this, this sheer thought of like, should I do this? Do I need to do this? Is this going to encourage someone? Is this not going to encourage someone? Is this going to give me backlash? Like all the things, like what has been your experience with that? Gosh, I have had to work through a lot of that. And that's actually what I take my clients through is all of those limiting beliefs and self-doubts when it comes to the online space and worrying too much about what people are going to think or how perfect their photo looks and, and all of these things. And I think that it's just so important to remember that there's growth in everything, mm-hmm. right? And if you want to grow in an area of, content like or creation or or the way that you're saying things like study the people that kind of do it the way that you would like to kind of like what you did with a podcast you know as you 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 know started looking for mentors in that space and when it comes to the length of your post I mean I used to be the person that it was like a blog post every single time. My husband's Same. like, dang, do you have to, I'm like, did you read my caption? He's like, no, I didn't set aside 20 minutes. You know? like, Wait, that's so like real. Those, <laughs> like those memes where it's like today in my schedule, it's like a person writing their schedule. It's like today in my schedule, I blocked out 15 minutes to listen to one Maverick city music song. You know? Oh my gosh. Like, yes. That's so, so funny. Cause sometimes a friend or someone will post a really long caption and I'll like the photo and then comment like, I'll come back and read this later, but love the photo. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love it's that. So and good. People are pouring their heart and soul into that. And so from a consumer standpoint, if you can support them by giving them genuine feedback, like just know that that moves mountains for them and goes miles. Um, But then as a creator, know that even if you just have a few things to say, or if you want me, you want to post this beautiful picture. Like I went down to the lake today and took this beautiful photo of the water and the sun and the sky and, and the snow and the ice on the lake. And I was like, huh, where am I ever going to post that? And then I just (laughs) thought to myself, I could literally post that and just put home or I could put, hi, God, you know, and that alone could have so much impact. It could remind somebody to appreciate things about their hometown or, mm-hmm. or where they came from. It could 
remind someone how beautiful God's nature is. Sometimes you don't even need a caption. Mm-hmm. It's Sometimes so true. you do not need a caption. Sometimes mm-hmm. a picture is literally worth a thousand words. And That's you can let people interpret it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can let people interpret it how they would like because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that scroll on Instagram and like stuff without ever reading anything anyways Mm -hmm. so (laughs) that is so facts right there that's me sometimes sometimes I'm just like mindlessly scrolling like love this photo haven't read one caption yep yep we all fall into that so you talked about, you know, not caring what other people think. And I love this quote that you shared recently. I think it was recently. But someone else's opinion of you is none of your business. And one of my dear friends, Ivy um, Carnegie, she has said that before, too, um, even to me. And I think it's so powerful because we care so much what other people think when it's none of our business. And you took it even further and you said, your perception of me is a reflection of you. And my response to that is an awareness of me. And so Mm -hmm. that's like a lot in one and I love it. But can you, can you like kind of dive into that? It really isn't your business. And when you try to make it your business, it's only going to cause you either to have, I don't know, like a ton of maybe pride or it's going to cause you to have a lot of self-doubt. Yeah. And I think, you know, when someone shares their opinion with you, it's like, okay, awesome. But we don't need to take it to heart. And also, it's it's hard because that quote, I stand by so strongly, but then I'm in the online space and I'm posting things and I can't sit here and lie and say that I'm don't, I'm not curious what people are going to think of it or what their opinion on that post is going to be. Right. And so I think it's, it's always a work in progress in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you make someone else's opinion, your business, I think you're allowing the voices to be louder than God's voice. Mm, That's good. And I loved the, you know, the part of that quote, that second part where it says, um, your perception of me is a reflection of you. And my response to that is an awareness of me. So if someone is saying something to me that I don't like, and my, my, if my response is an awareness of me, then I need to check myself. Like what about that was triggering to me and why, what do I, instead of like taking it to that person and, you know, getting revenge or whatever on Instagram, it's like, take it to God and ask him like, wait, why did this trigger me so much? Like what, what do I need to be aware of inside me that triggered me to, to want to respond to this person? Because we really shouldn't care that deeply, you know, to respond to someone on Instagram who doesn't know anything about your life, you know, but it's so hard because we live in this world right now where everyone else's opinion matters on we see it every single day. People are constantly battling each other in the nation, in the world, city to city. It's everywhere. And so, you know, I I just love that. Someone else's opinion of you is none of your business. Yeah. And, you know, with that whole perception of me, I'll just like give a small example so people can really grasp that. So it's like, you know, if someone if you're going about your day and you, and you post, like you said, a picture on Instagram and someone comes in and says maybe something really hurtful. Um, some people call them quote unquote Instagram trolls, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever you (laughs) want to refer to it as haters, you Mm -hmm. know, it's someone comes in 
you have to know that as cliche as this is, hurt people hurt people. Yes. And there's something about your post that triggered them. Mm-hmm. And That's even so though they're not willing to look inward, you just have to, you have to look inward, like you said, and be like, okay, I'm going to respond and not react. I'm going to strive to respond in a, you know, a godly, God honoring way. Um, but know that, you know, when, when they say something hurtful, they probably have like, I'm, and I'm genuinely saying this, they probably have some insecurities that are just weighing them down. And I've, gosh, I've had my fair share of experience with that in the online space. And especially because I'm so bold about things, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's people that say some really nasty, hurtful stuff. I get it either through messages where people have like meant to send my story to someone else, but they actually respond to me. I've gotten like people commenting on my posts. I've responded in the wrong way before, and it only causes more hurt. Mm. Instead, it's to show grace and to acknowledge where they're coming from and to to let them know that it was not your intention, right? And then to just, yeah, respond in a God-honoring way and... Yeah, you're just gonna you're gonna get to know yourself better that way. You're gonna honor God that way, and you're gonna show grace and compassion that way towards that person. Yeah, and I and I think we forget too. Like they're expecting a negative response back, and when you respond in love, it really changes their perception. I think, and I've experienced this recently. Someone commented something on maybe it was a reel or a photo of mine and their comment was kind of negative. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to respond with love and I'm going to explain my end of it in a very nice way. And this person's message was, it came off very, very rude. And their response back was like, wow, thank you so much for responding with kindness. I didn't mean it in that way, blah, 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 blah. And they went on. And then it was just very positive. But had had I matched their level in response, it would have went a completely different way. But I think we forget the power of just responding with love, whether we feel like it or not. Because that is, like you said, honoring God. And it changed their whole perspective. Definitely. Everything's about perspective. And sometimes text and or email or commenting, we can totally take, we, we see things through our own lens, totally. through our own pair of glasses based mm-hmm. off of our personal experiences. And so we interpret things all very differently. And we all have inner stories that come in and paradigms, right? Not to get too technical, but like they could have totally not meant it in a rude way. Totally. Right. But at the same time, they could have, and you simply showing them love and grace in your response and not matching their negative energy, you know, they may say, oh, well, I didn't mean it that way because they're like, oh, secretly hoping that it was going to set you off or it was going to discourage you. Right. And you just have to remember as believers, like that's the enemy, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's the enemy operating within them. Just causing drama. Yeah, you cannot let him win. Yeah. <laughs> Heck no. So coming full circle, um, I feel like we could talk forever and I'm literally just going to have to have you back on because there's so many topics we haven't hit yet that I want to talk about. Um, but full full circle, in the beginning, you, you know, you shared how you took a big leap of faith and you moved from the West back to your hometown. And 
I recently listened to a Stephen Furtick sermon where he said, you know, God isn't building your picture. He's building his purpose. And Mm. a lot of times that's what following God looks like. And you recently shared something about where you go, I'll go. And you talked about following God's plan for your life. And Mm -hmm. so what would you say to just kind of encourage someone um, struggling to trust God's plan? As a believer, and I'm speaking to primarily, you know, believers, it's like, when you are trusting your plan over God's, Mm -hmm. there's a lack of faith there. Mm. And I think it's so important to really take a big step back and be still and spend some time with God and bring things to Him, you know, grow in your intimacy with Him, grow in your prayer life, and just read read scripture that reminds you of his promises mm-hmm. and reminds you that you're held and taken care of and when you do that it's a lot easier to trust his plan because i think in those moments where we're not trusting god's plan it's because of our flesh right it's because of the negative thoughts it's because we're doubting god But if we can take a step back, take a deep breath, be still, spend some time with him and remind ourselves that he loves us. Mm -hmm. And like the Bible says, all things work out to the good of those who love him, right? And even in good may not mean that it happens the way that you want it to or the way that you plan, right? And so... I think I just would encourage people to dive into the word and refresh and renew your mind and lean on his promises. Remind yourself of his promises because in those moments where you're doubting him, you're not remembering his promises. Yeah, that's so good. And I would I would even go further to say too, and this is what I have to do whenever I'm scared of like something God has told me that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. And, you know, lacking trust in that area, it's reminding yourself of the times before that you were afraid to take a leap and and he followed through with his promises. So like your own, your own personal experiences with God of him fulfilling your promises, not just the promises in the Bible and what he says, but what he's already done in your life for you. Yes. And when yes, I, yes, yes. when I do that, then I'm like, Okay, I trust you. You gave me my husband I currently have. I'll trust you with anything, okay? <laughs> right, right. I mean, you think back to, especially when it comes to the example of relationships and love, like where people are like, gosh, I just don't know if God has someone out there for me. And maybe maybe he's called you to be single, right? But maybe he's called you to be with some someone. And when people go through these these seasons of heartache, I always remind them, I'm like, remember when that first breakup felt like the pain was never mm-hmm. going to go away? And it did. And, and then it did mm-hmm. and it be, and it and it and it created this next level of resiliency in you and perseverance right remember that and then people are like oh it's the same thing it's taking a step back and looking at it from a bird's eye view the per- it, oh, i feel like everything's coming back to perspective yeah. it's how yeah. you look at it you know yeah you could choose yeah. to look at it in, in a negative way or you can choose to look at it in the way that god would look at it yeah. And remember that, and this is something I stand by wholeheartedly, life is happening for you. My husband has instilled that belief in me. He has spoke that over me, prayed it over me, like life is happening for me. It is not happening to me. Mm. And yeah. That's a whole so other, that, that's a whole other uh, 
we could spend another 15 minutes on that topic, oh, which I had written down definitely. to talk about. <laughs> um, so we'll wrap up. I'll, um, I want to get your, you know, books you'd recommend. Um, and then yeah. I feel like we're going to have to have you back because we skipped two full yeah. sections here. But yes, yeah, so what are your favorite books that you'd recommend maybe for like an entrepreneur or um, growing in your relationship with God? Any of your favorite books that you've read? Mm, so I would say number one is the Bible, a version of the Bible yes. that that resonates with you. Maybe mm-hmm. the Bible intimidates you because you don't understand it. I Now they have Bible apps, which is awesome, but I think it's super important to have a physical Bible. I think there's so much power in that. And um, I would say I got a um, English standard version and I have it along with it, a message version so that I can grasp the concepts a little bit better. And then second one, I think what holds a lot of people back from stepping into who God's called them to be is guilt and shame. And that's just a whole nother topic. But what's beautiful is for a lot of women, shame can hold us back from that. And men too, but there's a book called Wounded Wombs and it's by um, Her Voice Movement. And they share different stories of redemption in women's lives, whether Mm -hmm. it be through... Um, adultery, pornography, masturbation, all of these things that bring shame into our lives that we've experienced in our life, whether it be directly or indirectly. And um, I think that's a really, really great book to help you kind of, you know, rid yourself of the shame that's holding you back and be able to step into the woman God's called you to be. And then we're actually, my team and I, for a business perspective, my team and I are actually going through traction right now. And I'm only about 70 pages in, but it is incredible for setting a healthy foundation for your company and just getting super organized. It's just very tactical and there's a lot of action steps and it's, organized and it's, it's just incredible. And so I highly, highly, highly recommend that. Yeah. I would say those would probably be my top ones. Yes. I love it. Uh, I have just literally from the last season of book recommendations, I think I placed an Amazon order for a ton of books the other day. I'm like, everyone's always giving the best book advice and I feel like I need to hop onto all of these. Oh yeah. Oh, one last, actually, let me give you two more and they're, they kind of go hand in hand, but One is The Power of Positive Thinking. That's actually faith-based. I think Nico Um, just read that one, actually. Oh, my gosh. It just talks about the power of mind. It has a biblical perspective. And then Hung by the Tongue is another biblical book. It's like this big, literally like this big. Oh, it's tiny. That's my kind of book. (laughs) So tiny. And it's called um, Hung by the Tongue, and it's all about what you say is what you get. And it has biblical verses within it, and it is so powerful. So those are also like really, really big for mindset, I would say. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing those and for just coming on and being such a light. And I'm, we're obviously going to have to have you back. So just stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> but where can everyone find you? How can they follow along on your journey? Yeah. So I would say my main platform is Instagram. So it's at Maddie, M-A-D-I-E underscore Burke, B-U-R-K-E. Note to everyone, 
refrain from getting verified before you change your last name. Oh my gosh. I was going <laughs> to say, what your is your last name? name? Yeah, it's, it's actually Hessler. <laughs> okay, great. Um, but changing your name after you get verified is a whole journey. Um, Noted. And so definitely take that into account. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's like my main platform. And then in my bio there, there's a link that opens up um, like a link page and it'll lead you to all of my other platforms. Amazing. I love it so much. Thank you. And can't wait to have you back. Yes. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Have the best day ever. Thank you, my girl. Love you so much. Love you. Bye. Bye.